If you're passionate about your ride, you're in the right place. Todd Bianco is talking cars, trucks, crossovers, electric and hybrid vehicles, and amazing auction and used car finds. This is All Revved Up from iHub Radio. Here's Todd. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Here we are. It's 2021. I'm here with John McMullen. And it's good to be in a new year, isn't it, John? It certainly is, Stanley. Any changes? Uh, well, <laughs> I can't the, think of any. <laughs> the, the changes, uh, they seem to be coming by the, the day and, and for the better. That's for sure. That's that's good news. <laughs> that is good news. Uh, yeah, I, I, but I'm uh, glad we're here. We're on Wednesdays now, which is exciting, uh, you know, because we're on the weekday and maybe we'll get a new part of our audience here. So I'm glad to be able to welcome any new listeners that we have. Um, let's do some news because we've uh, had need to catch up. This is our first broadcast of 2021, I believe, and uh, lots of things have piled up. Lots of news has been, you know, dropping daily apparently in the car in the car world. Um, Cadillac uh, dealers would rather exit their business than go electric. <laughs> GM has mandated that Cadillac dealers had to improve their EV infrastructure, which would cost maybe $200,000, uh, as Cadillac plans on going all electric within 10 years and will introduce battery electric uh, SUV called the Lyric uh, later this year or 2022. Uh, 150 Cadillac dealers, around 17%, chose that they would just get a buyout from GM and cease business. So I guess they're going to reduce their dealer count. They'd rather go out of business than sell EVs. Okay, well, that's, and a lot of them may be rural really and they don't think me. that their uh, their customers are ever going to buy an electric uh, car or truck, but they might be wrong about that eventually. So uh, I th- let's I see. Find more. That, I find that really weird that you'd rather go out of business than go the way that this country is going to start going on a regular basis with you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, in California, you're not going to last long if you're not selling electric vehicles. Right. Uh, and GM will have, a you know, loads of trucks as well as, you know, the Escalade and all the other, you know, kind of Cadillac trucks that'll be electric at that time. Uh, I think you'll be surprised that, the, you know, electric vehicle sales are doubling every year. So maybe it's 2% this year, then it becomes four, then it becomes eight, then becomes 10. I mean, you know, it really, it's going quickly. And I think as battery tech advances and, you know, range becomes, the range anxiety goes away, I think people are going to adopt it sooner because, if you drive an electric car, you know it's superior to uh, an internal combustion engine, as you know. You have driven on my Tesla, right? Yes. It's fast. Yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to you know it's hard to give that up once you've had it. Of course. Uh, yeah, uh, Toyota's bowing to pressure, and they're going to offer a battery electric vehicle, an SUV, in Europe in the coming months. Toyota also plans to bring an electric vehicle to North America in the short term and plans to introduce a solid-state EV battery. Uh, in the early 2020s, I'm not sure what that means, Toyota reminds everyone that its hybrid technology has allowed it uh, to hit its targeted emission standards without jumping too quickly into the EV world. In other words, hybrids are Toyota's excuse for not being uh, you know, ahead in the EV race. Uh, 
And, uh, you know, that uh, Subaru is uh, an affiliate of Toyota. They buy each other's chairs. This is how things work in Japan. Uh, they don't necessarily become subsidiaries, but, you know, somehow Toyota owns 20% of Subaru and Subaru owns like you know, 1% of Toyota. Toyota is a, you know, much, much bigger company. Uh, but every time they enter into these new kinds of uh, deals where they, they share things, they each buy more shares of each other. So that's kind of how things work in Japan. Uh, Subaru is also going to have its first EV crossover in 2021. Uh, it's basically going to be the Subaru version of what Toyota has. And it's about the size of a Ford Forester, so it's going to be a crossover. It's going to be a compact crossover, which is you know the sweet spot of, the, of what everybody's buying these days. And Subaru is very concerned that California might ban new gasoline or diesel cars in, in 2035. So they're hopping on the bandwagon as soon as they can, and they're using Toyota to piggyback i'd like to have uh, a subaru outback ev well you're going to have a subaru forester ev soon uh they'll probably have an outback which is a little bit bigger uh you know within a couple of years they'll use the same platform they'll use this you know everything will just be stretched because the uh the outback's about you know a little bit bigger than the forester yeah and of course um it's been a while since i had an outback Mine was more like uh, what I would consider uh, a super compact wagon where today they're just on the heels of being an outright SUV. Right. They're, they sort of straddle that line. They're, but they're pretty big, too. They're very popular. It's the most popular Subaru. You know, it's right up there with the Forester as being the most popular. It's their, it's their, you know, flagship car, so to speak. Uh, you know, the big one that the Ascent isn't selling nearly as well as they'd hoped, but that's okay. At least they can offer something bigger. But the uh, the Outback is what's popular with people. So I had mine when I lived uh, not near a forest, but in a jungle, a cement and steel <laughs> jungle uh, called uh, Gotham City, uh, New York. And uh -huh. uh, I, I just loved having it. It I loved zooming up and down the avs in that car. Oh, I think you'll love it even better when it's electric. So well, let's hope that that happens soon. Now, let's see. Today is the 27th. What, what's the day? Today is the 27th. This is, yeah, Wednesday. So um, Top Gear America is starting. It will premiere on the 29th. Uh, so two days from now on the Motor Trend app. Uh, this host will be Dax Shepard, Rob Cordroy, and Jethro Bovington. Uh, Dax Shepard is an actor you might have heard. He's married to uh, uh, Kristen Bell. He's, was on a plan, he was on Parenthood. Uh, and Rob Cordroy is an actor and comedian who loves uh, everything from, you know, car related. He's been on uh, The Daily Show and Ballers on HBO. And um, Jethro uh, Bovingdon is a writer for Motor Trend and Automobile Magazine and is a race driver uh, on Head to Head, which is another show on Motor Trend TV. Uh, the Motor Trend app costs as little as $2. They were having a holiday promotion. You might still be able to get it, but if you can't get that promotion, I think they want $4.95 a month for it. So we'll see if they get as many. You know, this is their you know, this is their show that they want to attract all the, you know, the new subscribers to their app. And, and you know, they think that they can get it with the new Top Gear. It's supposed to be very good. I've seen some of the of the uh, you know, the the promos for it and it looks like a lot of fun, but I'm not sure I want to pay four ninety five a month for it. 
you know, in addition to all the other, you know, subscription services that I have, you know, it kind of goes on and on and on. So, but that, uh, that's premieres in a couple of days. And of course, you know, once, once you see it, you know, they'll be able to stream. If you, you know, come in later, you'll be able to stream whatever they've had in the past. Uh, Mercedes-Benz has selected its Vance, Alabama pr- plant as the assembly location for two key electric vehicles, the EQS, which is their big flagship, the largest SUV that they make, and the EQE, which is their, going to be their mid-sized SUV, uh, and that will start in 2022, and that's for worldwide distribution. It's not just for the United States. It's for the world. So they're going to make those two key SUVs in Alabama, which is good for, which is good for Alabama and good for the United States. Um, there's a uh, power struggle le- leader for leadership at Volkswagen, uh, but thank goodness that the current uh, CEO Herbert Dies came out on top. He's the one that wants to transform VW into a Tesla type company. There was some tension between uh, him and some of the uh, the, the unions. Uh, they did not like that he was pushing to basically get rid of a lot of jobs because they have to, you know, they're going to have to downsize to make, a, you know, EVs because they don't need as many people. But the unions basically had to go along with it. So they did. Uh, they, you know, VW made another smart move and they kept, they were going to dump Lamborghini, Bentley and Ducati, uh, which are all brands that they own, which people don't even know that they probably own. Um, but, uh, they were, they're going to keep them now and, uh, except Bentley is going to be managed by Audi and not by Porsche. And, uh, I believe Audi also manages Lamborghini and Ducati. So those are the Italian brands. And of course, Bentley is the British brand brand so and uh, Bentley's going to be all EVs within five years supposedly so we'll see how that turns huh. out uh, then no no word on what they're going to do with they also own um, uh, what's what's the uh, expensive uh, the Bugatti uh, Volkswagen also owns Bugatti and it, you know we they think they're going to sell that or trade that to uh, Rimic which is the Croatian uh, EV sports car maker uh, for more shares in the company. I don't know why Remick would want it, but okay. Uh, Porsche already owns, which of course is part of Volkswagen, already owns 15.5%. And I think they want to get rid of Bugatti, which I think basically Remick is an EV. And I mean a very, very sophisticated sports car EV maker. I think what they'll do is basically turn uh, Bugatti into uh, an electric car. Uh, vehicle because I don't know what they're going to do with the W16. That's what, that's what's in a Bugatti, a W16 gasoline engine, which sucks the fuel down at an alarming rate. Uh, but I guess if you can afford a Bugatti, you can afford, you know, whatever, you know, it costs to fill it up. But uh, that's what's going on with that. Uh, Toyota is finally going to come out with a new two, uh, 2022 Tundra later this year. It's been a while. They, the last time they re-engineered the Tundra, which is their big pickup truck, was in 2008. You know, it's been kind of updated and all that kind of thing. But, you know, 12 years is a long time. Uh, it's almost 13 years. And, you know, now they're going to finally give us a new one, new architecture, same old engines. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, finally, the, it'll be built in Toyota's San Antonio, Texas plant. Uh, probably starting in the $35,000 range, but most trucks trade in the $50,000 to $60,000 range these days, and I know that you can afford all those things, John. Right. Uh, did you know what the, the, the average uh, cost of a car now is? 
No, uh, I'm going to guess that probably in the uh, in the high twenties. Forty. Forty. Forty grand. Wow. I mean, people I are, understand if we're talking about money. light trucks, but you know, what's a ten-year loan? Now, this isn't just for trucks. This is for all vehicles. And, you know, the average uh, is now about $40,000. It was about thirty-five, and now it's uh, pushing it to $40,000. Well, Detroit clearly isn't hurting as much as a lot of us are led to believe they, they do. Well, the trucks they're selling are bigger and bigger and more expensive. So, I mean, you know, the truck costs them nearly nothing to make. That's why you see, you know, $10,000 discounts when they're trying to, you know, push them out at the end of the year or Christmas time. You've seen all these ads where they're, you know, $10,000, well, you know, Ford's, less on, you Ford's F-150s, uh, I, I keep seeing price tags for these things that are like 60 plus uh, grand. And that, that absolutely blows my mind. Oh, yeah. I mean, people spend that. That's, that's what they spend on pickup truck these days. Uh, you're listening to All Revved Up on iHub Radio. This is Todd Bianco. I'm with John McMullen, and we'll be right back. Detroit and beyond. Todd's talking about trucks, cars, vans, SUVs, and even the occasional dune buggy. It's all revved up on iHub Radio. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMoran. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. And I forgot to cue you. We're supposed to, we, we, I thought it would be good to have funeral music as I re- read the list of cars that were not returning for 2021. I'll remember to do that next time. <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of cars that will not be returning for this year. And I have a nice list of them because lots of them people didn't even know they made. Uh, let's stop uh, this alphabetical. We'll start with the Acura RLX. That was their flagship sedan that absolutely nobody bought. I mean, they sold like a couple hundred a year. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to uh, you know, justify having this flagship, which was the same size as the Accord-based TLX. Uh, which is, you know, now a much sexier and much sportier car, and you know, and you know, much less money. So the RLX is is gone. And besides, it's a sedan, and they really, you know, sedans aren't selling. So why put money into a car that nobody's going to buy? Uh, there's the Alfa Romeo 4C Spider. This is this little tiny, fun to drive sports car. But uh, it really wasn't getting a lot of uh, a lot of uh, sales, and I think Alpha just didn't want to spend the money to keep updating it. So it is, it is out uh, from for the worldwide market. It's going to go away. 
Um, another one, but a much bigger one, is the Bentley Mulsanne. Now, the, that's the largest flagship for Bentley. It's their largest car. Uh, it first appeared in 1930. Um but the current generation became their flagship model 10 years ago. It was powered by a 6.75 liter V8, um, you know, which they've been using since 1959. Just FYI, they keep updating it. It's like a General Motors design that they've been updating since 1959. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's, it's kind of taps for that one. So now the Flying Spur is, uh, is the uh, new platform, new flagship. It gets the, uh, the Bentley uh, six-liter W12 uh, engine, which makes 626 horsepower. Uh, so it's now their flagship and I think people, you know, they may not miss it because there's going to be, there'll still be a big Bentley for them to choose if they really wanted it. Uh, the BMW i8 is going away, which for you people bought, that's sort of the, you know, odd looking sports car that was sort of a hybrid and, and, uh, it just, it didn't sell very well. And it's $147,000. And these things, these days, you can get much better for $147,000. So that's t it's taps for that one, too. Uh, the Buick Regal and Regal Tour X. Now, Regal is a sedan. So, you know, no one's selling sedans anymore. So Buick has gone all SUV now. And the Regal Tour X was the uh, wagon version of it, which, again, didn't sell well. It was actually kind of sexy. And, you know, they, it got some play. I've seen a few in Palm Springs. Uh, but both of those are going to go away, even though uh, it, the name will carry on in China, which is where it's considered a, you know, good luxury car and very popular. So they're keeping that. Uh, Cadillac's flagship CT6, uh, which was their largest sedan, uh, taps for that. I guess it wasn't selling well enough. Uh, I didn't even know the Chevrolet uh, Impala was still um, – Chevy Impala and Chevy Sonic were still made. I thought they went away a couple of years ago. But apparently they're still making them and selling them to um, fleets, you know, uh, rental car companies. Oh, yeah. And you know, rental car companies aren't buying a lot of cars right now because, you know, there's not a lot of rentals these I days. I don't think I even know what a Sonic is. I've never seen it, I don't think. It's this little tiny sort of squished up hatchback thingy. It's kind of ugly, but uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of like a Mazda three. Mm, smaller. It's a four door thing, and you know, just sort of squished looking front wheel drive. Very unmemorable car that will be very, very, very cheap on the used market when you can find one. Uh, the Dodge Grand Caravan and Journey. Now we we knew that the Grand Caravan, which they still made, which was the old version. Not you know, there's the Chrysler Voyager uh, that uh, you know that that's gone, but the Chrysler Pacifica is the flagship minivan. But they had Dodge that kept making the old version, you know, the ancient version of the minivan, uh, and that's going away. That's not going to be sold anymore. And the Dodge Journey, which they decided, which was an SUV, they decided not to update that either. And it was you know ancient as far as that goes it was still using a four-speed automatic which you know cars were using in 1989 so it's time for it was, to go out of was production. the dodge uh line up of minivans were they the most successful with uh that kind of car yes absolutely these were, you know, because, you know, a lot of times, first of all, they were the innovator. They're the ones that invented the entire category. Uh, and then later they have stow and go seats, which is 
you know, which is what people love. I have that in the crappy one that I have, and I only got it because I needed the the room in it for my mother's tricycle. But you know, the, that that uh, the Voy, I mean, the uh, Pacifica has all of that, but it's a far nicer vehicle. So uh, I don't know whether we're going to rename, you know, whether it's going to be considered a Chrysler anymore. But we'll talk about that later. Uh, this is Todd Bianco. I'm here with John McMullen. You're listening to All Riffed Up on iHub Radio, and we'll be right back. It's Todd Bianco talking cars and trucks on iHub Radio's All Revved Up. Here's Todd. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMillan. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. Uh, before the break, we were talking about the fact that they're not going to make the Dodge Grand Caravan, the old version of the minivan anymore. Uh, that was basically sold to rental fleets. Uh, but I wanted to talk about the fact that the uh, there was a official merger between FCA and PSA. So Fiat Chrysler and Peugeot have merged. It's done. It's on the stock market. Uh, it's there. And the name of the group is Stellantis. S-T-E-L-L-A-N-T-I-S. So that's the new name of the group. It's the fourth largest automaker in the world with 14 brands under one umbrella. That's a lot to manage. So they've got Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Chrysler, Fiat, uh, Abarth, which is sort of like the uh, the tuner version of uh, like like Mercedes AMG, uh, Lancia, uh, Alfa Romeo, Maserati, Peugeot, Citroën, uh, DS Automobiles, which is sort of like the the, the luxury version of a Citroën now. Uh, and Opel and Vauxhall, which are brands that they bought from General Motors, which are now profitable, surprisingly. They were always losing money for uh, for General Motors, but somehow they got them profitable. Uh, the deal closed on January 16th, and the stock began trading on the European uh, mar- you know, market as well as on the New York Stock Exchange. Um, they, uh, you know, I hope they uh, they make this work. I mean, I think the, 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 apparently the crown jewel in all of this is uh, Jeep because that's the, you know, worldwide seller. Everybody knows the name. Uh, of course, in the United States, it's very profitable. So is, uh, uh, Ram trucks. So those are the two biggies in the United States and in the rest of the world, they, you know, they like having Maserati and Alfa Romeo because those, those are, you know, those are halo type cars. You know, you don't want to get rid of them because, you know, they make you look sporty and fun and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, I think that the, the weak brands are basically, uh, 
Fiat's very weak, but apparently they're going to try to make that work. Lancia, I think, is dead. Uh, Chrysler is going, pro- going to probably go away as a brand. It's kind of sad, but I mean, you know, you can't. They have the uh, Chrysler 300, which has been soldiering on now for you know like a decade in the same, and that has not been refreshed. Uh, and the old, that makes the uh, the, the uh, uh, Chrysler Pacifica, the minivan the only really good product with a Chrysler name on it. So they could put a new, a new brand on that and see where that goes. So, uh, but it's there and, uh, we'll see how far it goes. I think that they've got a lot to, a lot to chew on and, and they are not very electrified. They're buying, uh, EV credits from Tesla now, lots of it, billions. It's weird to think of that a giant like that is going to end up uh, vanishing in terms of as a brand when that was the company. Yeah, that was the company. But now they only have two cars. And one they haven't refreshed in over 10 years. What are they going to do? You know, make a new one, a sedan that nobody's buying? You know, the minivan is, is, is still has good sales. That, that actually is very popular. But, you know, do you keep a brand, you know, a brand name for one car? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Seems like a lot of, you know, it's a lot of money to manage, you know, for just one car. I think that's going to be something that's going to be looked at. Um, let's go over a few more dead uh, cars. Uh, the Ford Fusion is gone, uh, which because Ford's not going to sell any uh, sedans uh, in the U.S. market anymore, except the, the, the Mustang will be the only car, car, car that they'll sell. Everything else will be an SUV. Uh, the Mustang Shelby GT350 because that's been replaced by a better Mustang and uh, the uh, sh- uh, the uh, Mustang GT350R, which is sort of a racing version, and that's going away too. Uh, Honda Civic Coupe is no longer going to be sold. The Civic will be sold, but not the Coupe, and that means the SI Coupe won't be f- sold and the uh, Honda Fit won't be sold. The SUV version of the Fit is the HRV, and of course that will sort of carry on because people are buying SUVs, even though that's a subcompact, it still sells well for them. Uh, the Hyundai Elantra GT, which was a four-door hatchback, which apparently people aren't buying hatchbacks, it sells well in Europe, but doesn't sell well here. Uh, the Jaguar XE, which was their BMW 3 Series and uh, Mercedes C-Class fighter, nobody bought it. It just sat on dealers' lots. Uh, it was not a great car. I mean, even though they, you know, they spent a lot of money doing it, they, you know, doesn't working out. And then the uh, XF Bur- uh, Sport Brake. Now, I haven't even seen one of these. That's basically a station wagon version of the midsize XF sedan so that's going away as well uh the lexus gs which is their uh it was uh their mid-sized sedan it's like the a bmw 5 series or a uh uh, mercedes e-class that was what the gs was Uh, they've sold it for nearly 30 years but it's just not selling well right now you know sales keep falling um you know in 2019 yeah, they only sold 3,378 of them, and it, you know it's less than 1% of, of, of Lexus's sales overall, so it doesn't seem to make any sense to keep that, so it goes bye-bye. Uh, the Lincoln Continental, which was a four-door you know, uh, uh, sedan, bye-bye. The Lincoln MKZ, which was a Ford Fusion, bye-bye. Uh, the Mercedes SL and the SLC. Now, the S, 
the SL is only going away for one year. They will make another SL, SL, but not this year. So there were there will always be a Mercedes SL because it's a halo car for Mercedes. You know the, the the you know like the original Gullwing version is you know sort of like hollowed ground. You know you even touch it, you get you know a special. Uh, you know, kudos with Mercedes if you even, you know, come near one. So, you know, they're going to keep, you know, the SL eventually, but there would be a new one. Now, the SLC was the smaller version of that. And uh, that was a, a, you know, again, a small roadster. Uh, it just didn't sell very well and people aren't buying them. Uh, the Nissan 370Z is going away. It's going to be replaced by a Nissan, I believe, 400Z, but it we don't see it yet. So the 370Z is going away. Um, the Subaru BRZ is going away, but only temporarily. I think Subaru is bringing it back um, because we've seen all the, you know, we've seen the, the 2022 version of it. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be here this year. And uh, the Toyota 86 Twin, that's coming back, but we don't we don't know exactly if Toyota is going to call it the 86 anymore. What, so that is coming back. What does the BRZ look like? I it's can't a little it. two-seater sports. It's a two-seater sports coupe. Okay, I know which one you're it, talking about, and, and I can barely fit in it. I mean, it's yeah. it's a it's very cramped for me to even sit inside that car. So it's a fun little car. I've driven it around. It's a lot of fun, but geez, it's just you know too small for me. Uh, and the Toyota Yaris goes bye bye. We don't have that anymore because I guess that's a too small sedan that isn't selling well. Though they'll, they'll still have the Corolla, of course. Uh, but the Yaris doesn't seem to to be a good fit anymore for the U.S. market. They'll still make it in other markets, but not for the U.S. So those are some cars that are not returning for for us. So sad to see. Now I also uh, mentioned uh, when I spoke to you earlier that the uh, uh, Pierre Cardin just died. I didn't even know he was still alive, but he you know died just a few maybe a month ago. Um, yeah, it's he, been in the uh, last month. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you, if you remember the 70s and the 80s, you know, the, we had these weird uh, designer editions of cars. Lincoln did it and very, you know, other ones did it. Uh, there was a Gucci edition of a Seville, but did you know that there was a Gucci of, edition of the AMC Hornet, <laughs> which is a four-door sedan, and there was the Ole Cassini version of the AMC Matador. Um, of course and, there was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and and, Le- and do you remember the the Gremlin? There was a Levi's version. They got the denim inside the seats. Are you kidding there me? There was a Le- there was a Levi's version, yes, of the of the Gremlin. But there was also a an AMC Javelin, which was the Pierre Cardin edition. And they <laughs> um, they basically uh, they they previewed that they they gave us uh, this article I read. Uh, it was a beautiful white javelin and a Pierre Cardin that, that is in Palm Springs. So uh, th- they highlighted that uh, in this article about these, you know, designers, and it's uh, it's very um, flamboyant. I, mean, I wouldn't think these, that there would be you know, a Pierre Cardin version of a vehicle, but then again, I never thought that there would be a Eddie Bauer one either. That's right. They, they did that. Uh, the the Cardin javelin is the most fully realized of the designer brand cars of its era. That's what I say here. The interior is truly a, specta- a spectacle and with pleated uh, upholstery stripes in plum, orange, white, and silver against a black background. 
the environment is flamboyantly psychedelic, although tailored in the manner of a fashion designer. Uh, in period print advertising for the car, uh, Monsieur Cardin, uh, that's I guess how they said it, uh, commented, people should feel that they're sitting in a living room instead of sitting in a machine. And there you have it. Seems appropriate <laughs> in a place like uh, Palm Springs with the whole uh, you know, mid-century theme. Yeah, I, I, this this car is spectacular. They didn't say who owned it, but they you know they they did uh, they did uh, highlight it, and they got a beautiful picture of it against the you know the San Jacinto Mountains in, in this article. <clears throat> Some more news: um, the Ford Mustang Mach E, which is the electric Mustang, was awarded the coveted Green Car Reports Best Car to Buy in 2021. Uh, it surprised the editors with its style, excellent driving characteristics, uh, you know, qu- uh, quality interior and driving range that was second only, of course, to the Tesla Model Y. Uh, one version of it does hit uh, the EPA 300-mile range. Um, it's, um, it has full vehicle over the air updates, although I have, I don't think they've, they've actually instituted that yet. They haven't, I don't think they've done one and a huge vertically oriented, uh, intuitive, they say intuitive touchscreen. Uh, they acknowledge that it's not a Tesla killer, uh, but it hits the sweet spot for many Americans who want an electric car, but don't see themselves in a Tesla. So congratulations to Ford. That's a big win. Um, the 2021 Corvette was awarded Motor Authority's best car to buy in 2021. So that's the, you know, basically the gasoline version of the same company. Uh, it said that the eighth generation Corvette looks more like a Ferrari than a Chevy, and it can stick its power to the pavement better than ever before. The interior materials are better than ever too, and they match the 60000 and they match the $60,000 starting price. Uh, they were impressed with the power. They even like the toned down exhaust note that makes, uh, you know, people talk about that. The uh, the base uh, Corvette comes with a naturally aspirated 6.2 liter uh, V8 mounted behind the cabin and moves 60% of the weight over the rear wheels. So it's finally a, a true sports car in the, you know, the uh, type of Italian sense. You know, it really hits that, that uh, you know, Ferrari, Lamborghini, you know, mid uh, mid mark there so uh, we'll be back with some more car news this is Todd Bianco with John McMullen it's all wrapped up on iHub Radio Bianco's All Revved Up continues on iHub Radio. Participation encouraged, but not required. Call 760-544-TALK. That's 760-544-8255. Here's Todd. 
Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hi, John. Hi, Todd. And we're going through some car news, and you knew this is going to have to happen. Car Scoops is reporting that an Ohio man named Brandon, they didn't give his last name, has applied for and received approval for a vanity plate, COVID-19. I don't know why you'd want that on your license. I don't plate. either, 19- but okay. It's a 1986 Mustang GT. It's not like it's a, you know, it's anything special about the car, but uh, somebody wanted it. COVID-19, that's, um, somebody wants it on their license plate. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, they can see. have it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a strange one. Uh, let's see, the uh, Insurance uh, Institute for Highway Safety has uh, finally updated their uh, top safety pick to a soft tape. Top Safety Pick Plus, which will include headlight quality, which I think is important because there's a lot of cars that have crappy headlights, even though they might be a good car. So they're going to add that to the things that they look at. Uh, and the top grade is called Good. Um, and the uh, what they evaluate is the headlights based on how well they illuminate both straight and curved roads. On low setting, uh, can um, headlights illuminate at least 325 feet in front of them? Uh, they also award points to vehicles that have uh, auto high beam assist, which basically switches off your high beams when it detects a car coming towards you. So and, there's yeah, a bunch of new cars. And can they do it without burning somebody else's eyes out? That's exactly right. Now, th- they have these versions in uh, – they have these really cool laser lights in Europe, which they don't allow yet here, which basically just block off a piece of the laser that that – gives the oncoming car the the uh, the relief they need but doesn't actually turn the high beams off so it just gives you know what's whatever they need for the car coming towards them but so far they they don't allow that yet here um Mercedes-Benz has priced its all-new 2021 S-Class sedan, which of course is flagship, starting at a mere $110,850. Uh, let's see. It's stuffed with every tech feature you might uh, imagine, complete with portrait-oriented touchscreen center control panel and all digital displays. Uh, as expected, she's a big girl. It's a 208-inch long car, uh, 59 inches tall and uh, with a 126-inch wheelbase. Um, all those extra inches uh, give both front and rear passengers a bit more legroom. It was already very spacious and has a large trunk of 19 cubic feet, which is pretty good. Uh, it has optional uh, massaging front seats, uh, which offer now shiatsu and Swedish, among other modes. Uh, of course, it has heating and cooling and reclining. So, you know, the list is endless. At that price, it should offer erotic massages. Oh, but that those are extra. I mean, this is just the base price. You know, it's Mercedes-Benz. So, you know, you add another twenty-five dollars or $30,000 to the price of the car. And, I mean, you know, to the base price, and that's what you get. Um, General Motors has revealed that it's already received 10,000 pre-orders for its Hummer electric uh, pickup truck. That's uh, the first edition, which starts at one hundred and twelve five ninety five. So they actually have people that ordered, they say, ten thousand of those. Uh, unfortunately, GM is having a hard time finding the GMC deal that we talked about Cadillac earlier. GMC dealers who want to sell an electric pickup truck, just half of its nineteen hundred dealers have signed up to sell the EV. And GM requires any uh, dealer selling an EV to have, you know, things like a charging station, and they have to have tooling and training for the sales and service. 
Uh, I guess that's a step too far for many GMC dealers as well. Uh, have you heard the, the the whole thing about the Apple car that that's been out in the ether in the ether? You know, Apple's going to make a car that's been on all the news shows, all that kind of crap. Well, it, they've been talking about this for for you know a very long time. It's called Project Titan. It's been you know it's growing big, it's growing small. I mean, it, it's it's been in all sorts of places, and you know people think it's going to be software where basically Apple takes over your entire you know dashboard and it has autonomous driving capabilities, those kinds of things. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen, but supposedly now they actually want to have a car, and they want to have it you know. 2024, 2025, and they've asked Hyundai to build it for them. <laughs> now, nothing has been confirmed by Apple, but this is, you know, these these rumors have been going on for a long time. But, you know, they, they there's a lot of people that have been working on some sort of project related to cars within Apple. And, of course, Apple doesn't, you know, Apple contracts out the manufacturing of all its iPhones and iPads and those kinds of things. So it would make sense that it would contract out the manufacturing of a car if it makes one. Um, it, um, I don't know if they want, are going to do it, but that's what it says. They're going to have, you know, radically lower cost batteries, sure. Uh, and they would, you know, rely on the Hyundai to do all this for them. Uh, Jeep has priced the new Wrangler 4XE, which is their plug-in hybrid, at a whopping $49,470. I don't want to hear people complaining about Teslas again because a Model Y is less money. starts at like $47,000. This Jeep starts at nearly $50,000. So, you know, great. Uh, it, but it's their most powerful Jeep because of the uh, with the electric motors and and uh, the turbo four engine it co- combines for 375 horsepower and 470 pound feet of torque. So it's going to be a powerful uh, plug-in uh, hybrid. Uh, let's see. Uh, the uh, GM is is going is going to give its uh, fans a new com- is not going to give its Camaro fans. Uh, a new one anytime soon. It looks like they're probably not going to do it. Uh, maybe not even until 2026, but my guess is, is that they won't do it and they'll simply electrify it if they ever do it. Um, so yeah, I think we might lose that pony car, but GM is not going to invest in a car that does not sell that well anymore. Uh, so yeah, it's going to, you know, it's just, it's just sad, but everything is going towards pickup trucks. Uh, the Ford F-150 hybrid is already in dealer lots and Chevy was supposed to show a pickup truck at CES, but they did not. Uh, Motor Trend uh, named, uh, let's see, it's uh, best car to drive was the Lamborghini Huracan Evo. Uh, this mecha- it's mechanical harmony, uh, every input and feedback system working together, blah, blah, blah. The editors love it. And it only starts at 300, I mean, starts at 264,000. Uh, but the as tested price was 309,000. I'm sure everybody's going to run out to buy one. What? Fiat has killed the 500 L and the 124 spider was also called the Fiat in the U S market. Uh, they just don't sell well here. So there's a lot of all these news things. When we come back, we're going to talk Bring a Trailer, and John's got some really great picks that I did not see, and I've got some fun picks, too. Uh, This is Todd Bianco with John McMullen, all revved up on iHub Radio. 